Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94 between Highway 164 and Highway F, and we're located in the Ridgeview Corporate Park and in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from my favorite store, Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida, Please visit our website at ellenbecker.com for more details. If you head to that website, you're going to see we have some great educational events that uh, are coming up, and you'll get some great information on the company as well as the team members. So um, we're going to get started on the show, and I have to share, if you are a client or you uh, read any of our newsletters, you're going to realize that I did this great article on the financial impact of pets. And I chose that topic because if you have any family members or friends, um, you probably know there's a difference between a dog lover and a dog liker. And I am a dog lover. In fact, my husband always jokes that our current dog, Mr. Percy Jackson, is our last dog. And I always say, yeah, uh, game on, that dog is not our last dog. Um, I need to have a dog around uh, my my house. And if you know anything about Ellen Becker Investment Group, you can actually bring your four-legged pet to the office. So every now and then you're going to see that we have a dog roaming about um, and uh, we all love it. So I was pleased to have an opportunity um, to learn more about two great organizations. Uh, sitting across the table for me today, I have uh, Becky and we're gonna learn more about Becky and I have Nicole. So um, in fact, before we get into the topic, I'm gonna turn this over to Becky and I want you to share some information about your evolution and in, in your career and your life because I worked at a, um, a large accounting firm as well and I know the type of person that works in that uh -huh. industry. And um, you did a total career change. I did. and. Um, share a little bit about your career and what uh, inspired you to make this big change. Yeah, um, actually what inspired me was a medical uh, event that had happened. Um, I had an incident while working during uh, corporate busy season, actually on March 15th, and was hauled out of the office in an ambulance and was told by multiple doctors I needed to find a new career path. Um, because the public accounting life was just a little too much, probably for my body. So um, lo and behold, that was my dog's very first day at Central Park Doggy Daycare, downtown Milwaukee. And uh, the wonderful manager there spent many, many extra hours until my husband was able to go get our puppy from Central Park. Um, but soon after I was able to recover, I applied to be a franchise owner. Um, and the ball started rolling down the um, animal industry, service industry. So I opened my Central Bark, um, had that for 14 years, but two years ago sold it. And, um, but 
during all of that, I also started Aqua Therapops, which is what I'm doing now and um, have been doing and really enjoy it. And Aqua Therapops has been around for 13 years and counting. So um, we do hydrotherapy for all animals under 300 pounds. It doesn't have to be just dogs, but we do mainly service dogs. Um, we do anything from weight loss swims to teaching puppies how to swim, um, lots and lots of rehab or senior mobility. So I'm going to get a little curious from our conversation. When you say it doesn't have to be uh, dogs, what yeah. other kind of pets do you have in your hydrotherapy programs? Yep, we swim a fair number of cats, um, but then we've done um, interesting animals too, like show bunnies, uh, giant Flemish rabbits, um, who aren't normally water animals, but they had leg injuries that they had received in their cages and needed to be ready for a show. So we've done that. Um, we secretly do some behind-the-scenes stuff for wild rescues, wildlife rescues, um, but we're not allowed to talk about it because <laughs> the DNR gets a little ornery about it. All right. It, any of our listeners out there today might say, you know what, I want to do this career change. Yeah. This is super cool. Um, did you have to go through a program, or how did you get the education to actually provide these services to these animals? So I did go to school um, in Florida and got certified to be a hydrotherapist um, to provide rehab therapy after an animal is injured or um, after surgery. And now actually I um, bought that school and teach people from all over the world how to do what we do and certify them, assuming they pass. Wow, yeah. that that's a, a lot going on here. Um, I want to share, uh, if you want to reach out to Becky, she can be reached at 262-788-5201. So um, we'll, we'll remind you of that number later in the program if you missed that. But I want to give Nicole an opportunity. Nicole, you are here from Doggy Daycare. And um, I shared with them before the uh, show started that I had a golden doodle. Uh, which was about 87 pounds, and now we have a 13-pound teddy bear uh, named Percy Jackson, and he loves doggy daycare. In fact, in the morning when I say, let's go to camp, he quickly jumps in his little carrier, oh, and yeah. he is all psyched. Yes. Um, give our listeners a little idea on your background and what brought you to this um, sector. Sure. Um, so I own Central Bark in Mequon, and my story is a little different than Becky, Then this is all I've ever done straight out of college. Um, I grew up on a hobby farm, huge animal lover my entire life. And in my final semester of business school, I discovered this doggy daycare business that I couldn't believe I had never heard of before. Um, and I just knew I had to learn more about it. So right after graduation, I went and applied at what was then really the only doggy daycare around and started as a dog handler. And I just fell in love soon after I was managing um, a location and the company started franchising what we know today as Central Bark. And I knew I wanted to have my own location eventually. And in December of 2006, I opened Central Bark Mequon. So we just celebrated our 17th anniversary. Wow. And I'm sure you've seen so many families with multitudes of pets because you've been in the industry or the business so long, yeah. 17 years. So that is great. Um, what services uh, does Central Bark offer? Yeah, so we're primarily doggy daycare, um, which we now call enrichment doggy daycare. Um, with all the new science and behavioral things we've learned about dogs, um, it's really been fun to see the change in the industry of 
you know, daycare's always been a place to drop your dog off, burn off some energy, right? But we've learned now the, the importance of the balance between learning and rest along with that physical activity. So our program has changed over the years, and it's been really fun to be a part of that and incorporate more learning activities for the dogs, getting them to use their brains a little bit more while they're playing with their friends, um, which really has been great and rewarding to see how that impacts them at home too. So we also offer other services, which I think a lot of people don't realize, is that you know we have grooming, we have boarding, Every location has a retail market full of great products, you know, all of our most favorite things, toys, treats, food. Um, a lot of locations have training. Some even have a shuttle service where they can pick up your dog and bring them to daycare and take them home at the end of the day. That is what is super cool, the shuttle service. And where I take my little four-legged friend, um, they'll meet you out back and you don't even have to leave your car. You roll your window down because my guy is only 13 pounds <laughs> sure. and I pass him through the window and he's wagging his tail and yeah. can't wait to meet. Um, another cool thing is I get a report of my dog's activities for oh, the day. Yeah, of course. And um, so I learn who his new friends are and does he remember them from prior visits and yep. Um, it really is a great service and uh, they send photos um, from the day so you can see that your dog has really enjoyed uh, his, his time there. Um, so it's really nice how you impact these families, whether it be education for the dog or for the owner. Absolutely. And the product and services. And same with you, Nicole, I'm uh, Becky. Yes. Um, I'm sure that um, you educate the families on what to do when they leave the yep. hydrotherapy program. Yep. We talk about at-home exercises or nutrition, all sorts of things. It's like PT at home and yep. following the doctor's instructions. Um, we're going to take a little ba break. And again, if you want to learn more about the aqua therapy, give Becky a call. I'm going to repeat those numbers. It's 262-788-5201. And if you're interested in learning about Central Bark and Nicole's um, location is up in Mequon. That phone number is 262-512-9663. We're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to continue this conversation and learn more about these great businesses. With that, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Um, today, if you listen to the first segment, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about dogs and pets and um, the care of those animals. And um, I have to share, when you think about the financial impact of a pet, it's huge. In fact, when you look at the economy as a whole, um, I'm gonna throw a stat out there. Um, and my clients hear this from me when they meet with me, but 70% of the GDP is what you and I are buying. So the consumer market is a huge part of our economy. When we look at the pet industry, they contribute almost $175 billion annually to that figure. And it's huge. And, you know, we jokingly say people aren't having children, they're having pets. And I have several friends um, that chose the pet route versus the child route for various reasons. And um, the pet industry is completely different. You know, when I grew up, I had a golden retriever. 
he ate once or twice a day. My parents did all the caregiving and saw the vet once. You know, we didn't have toys laying around the house. He never had a sweater on. (laughs) He had the same leash that the prior dogs had. And, you know, it's interesting in my neighborhood, I have um, Percy Jackson has some favorite friends, and I'll name them Louie and Grady and Cooper. And we actually brought um, Christmas gifts um, for these dogs, and we went over and kind of had a little holiday celebration with them. Um, You obviously see money being spent in a very different way. So I'm going to talk to Becky first, who's uh, part of the Hydro Aqua Therapy for Dogs. You know, when you look at this, um, what's the average dollar amount your customers spend per month for your services? And give our listeners an idea of what that cost is. Sure. So an assisted swim where we're in the water with the dog helping them, so more like a rehab swim, that is $47 at this time for a 20-minute swim. Um, The average person is coming once a week. Sometimes it's twice a week. But again, it's going to depend on the surgery that has happened or the injury. Um, and then they do spend extras. Um, they buy special treats. They get their food with us. Um, maybe they're buying chew activities or we're recommending some supplements, things like that. So I would say the average person spends somewhere between 200 to $275 a month when they're buying the extras um, along with the swims. So when you think of those swims, and I know you offer more than just the assisted sure. swim. Yep. Um, what are some of the other services that you offer and what are some of the costs that are part of that? Yep. So an unassisted swim right now for 20 minutes is um, $29 plus tax. Um, so that's somebody who just wants to come in and exercise their dog. Um, we do see a fair number of dogs who aren't necessarily, um, they don't want to be with other dogs and all of our sessions are individualized. So once you have a session booked, no one else can book that. Um, so um, they could come in for a self-wash, ranging anywhere from 15 to $25, depending on the weight of your dog. Your tiny little dog would cost $15. <laughs> um, but we provide the shampoo, we provide the brushes, you know, the towels, the dryer, everything. You get our place dirty, you go home with a clean dog. Um, you could come in and see the animal chiropractor or the masseuse. Um, they, they set their own prices. I don't have any control over that. But are they at your facility? They are at our facility, yep. Okay, so yep. they're touching the same animals yep. you are. So there's a lot of coordinated efforts and communication between all the caregivers. For sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, it's funny you bring a chiropractor uh, up. Our little Percy Jackson was walking, and a lady on the street in our neighborhood said, how old is your dog? And we said, not old. And she said, can I adjust your dog? I'm a chiropractor. And um, we kind of looked at her and she said, just let me feel his back. And sure enough, she did one little tweak and he's walking completely different. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, I can attest to a chiropractor for a dog. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, doggy daycare sure. and the costs of that and the different services that you provide. Sure. So our location in Mequon is $43 a day for the full day of daycare. And all the dogs enrolled in our program come at least once a week. I would say on average, most come twice a week. Um, so if they're coming just for daycare, not using any more of our services, you know, you're looking at $172 a month. But many of them are on regular schedules for their 
monthly nail trim or a monthly bath, you know, at the end of the month. Um, we also have add-on services for like one-on-one enrichment sessions where they get a little bit of extra one-on-one time, really doing some puzzles or games or agility, you know, working their brains in a different way. Um, so all of those things would be additional costs based on the needs of the dog and the family. So Becky, we understand when you're working with a dog, it's one-on-one yep. and there's no other dog there, Correct. which is great. Um, obviously, doggy daycare is very different because you want your dog to socialize. Yep. Um, when you're doing those enrichment programs, is that in a separate room or is yep. your dog alone? And Absolutely. So we created a separate space that is literally like a wall of bins of different kinds of games and puzzles. And, you know, a lot of these dogs have them, you know, on a routine basis. So they may start out with some easier things to get them engaged. Obviously, everything has food involved, which is often highly motivated. Um, But some really do get motivated just by the human attention. You know, we get to see these dogs on a regular basis and really build that relationship. And so for some of them, that attention is more rewarding. So it's really fun to be able to just customize that special one-on-one time with them um, and really just give them whatever they are needing in that time you know we see families go through a lot of changes where maybe there's a move and the dog is extra stressed and their parents are like can you please just give them some extra attention I feel like I can't give them right now so that's just a fun service to be able to be flexible and you know use as as the needs change for families I'm going to ask both of you when you work with dogs and every dog has a unique personality Mm -hmm. Do you um, ever connect and kind of really work with that personality and change it? I'm going to just say improve it Um, because we've had some friends that are interaction with other dogs where they're a little aggressive or they're a little anxious. Um, How do you work with animals that are struggling with that beyond the physical part? Um, Well, that can be done in a variety of ways, depending on the severity of the anxiety will depend on how we work with them or whether we work, Nicole and I would work with them, or if we um, maybe refer them to one of our training friends or behaviorist friends. Um, We obviously have lots of connections within the animal service world, so we can usually guide anybody in the right direction for what they're dealing with. Have you ever worked with a client Um, that has a challenge with a dog for physical or time and thought, all right, what do we do here? Do you ever work with the owners and say, hey, um, share a story if you have a brief story? Definitely. So even when I was in the, um, when I had my central bark and slinger, um, there were times where dogs just, the parents wanted the dog, or for even in swimming, the parents want the dog to come swimming, want the dog to come to daycare, but it is very clear that dog has zero interest in either of those services. We sometimes have to sit that parent down and just say, listen, I know you want this, but this isn't the right environment. Either the daycare is too busy, Central Barks tend to be very um, busy daycares, um, or even swimming. Not every dog wants to swim, and that's perfectly okay. And so sometimes we have to send them to like a physical Um, There are a few facilities in town where land PT is the way to go. And so if a dog is so stressed, um, it's not good for them to be in either of the environments. And at that time, we have to do what's best for the dog versus what the owner is hoping will work. That really makes me respect what you two do as a profession. Um, because it's it's great. Those difficult conversations um, can be challenging, but oh, yeah. uh, so well worth it mm-hmm. for the dog. And by the way, Percy Jackson is not a water lover at all. 
Not at all. And sometimes, you know, we hear that too, is my dog hates water. Can we really do water rehab? Yes, we can, especially those little guys. You'd be shocked. If they're in with us, they might do just fine. Yeah. And that's on the flip side is that, you know, routine really does make a huge difference for dogs. And so a lot of times just picking something and and trying to just stick it out a few times to see if you can create a change. I think that is, you know, sometimes we know right from the get-go, right? Like, oh, this is just not what they're what they're going to be excited about but sometimes it is you know let's just try this let's look for little improvements and mm-hmm. some dogs just take a little more time than others yep. um, and that's perfectly fine you know we're just looking for the benefit and I think that's where um, we very much respect each other in that regard is that we can send you know dogs to each other's businesses and know that we always have the best interest at heart and that we will be honest and sometimes that's really hard yeah it's difficult to have those mm-hmm. conversations including you know I'm going to flip it back to the financial world Every client who walks in our door is not a good fit either, sure. right? And so we have to have that honest conversation as well. Um, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back and we're going to continue this conversation. Again, uh, I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Um, today, I have two great guests, and I'm going to get Becky's last name in here. Is it Becky Peasy? Peas, just like the vegetable. Becky Peas, and she is part of, uh, here's the actual business name, Aqua Therapups. Correct. And she can be reached at 262-788-5201. And I have Nicole. And Nicole, I didn't get your last name. What's your last name? Meyer. Meyer. Nicole Meyer. And she's with Central Bark out in Mequon. She can be reached at 262-512-9663. Today, we're talking um, and we're hoping all of our listeners out here are dog lovers. And uh, they're enjoying this conversation. But um, I, I started off today's program talking about the article I wrote in the Allen Becker newsletter about the impact pets have on our world and um, we talked a little bit about the financial uh, impact because it's a huge part of our uh, consumer spending um, which is great but there's also some health benefits and when I did some research for our article there's the uh, human animal bond research initiative and they did a study and they found out that pet owners visit a doctor six times less than the average non-pet owner. And you're probably wondering, how can that be? Well, anybody who owns a dog knows that there's a little bit of exercise component with dog ownership. And um, I always jokingly say, you know, my dog has never pooped in our yard. And that's because he has a walk three times a day. And he does his business on everybody else's yard. And so, um, and he really leads the walk. Sometimes they're short walks and sometimes he's pulling just to go on these long walks. And again, he's only a 13 pound little teddy bear. He is on a mission. Um, You know, there were additional studies and according to the George Mason University, um, they saved an average, pet owners saved uh, an average of 11.7 billion in healthcare costs. And dog owners that walk their dogs five or more times a week 
showed a uh, lower incidence of obesity. And again, it's that body in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about pet owners that you see. And um, if you have any stories you want to share on the impact that pets have in our world. Yeah, so we actually have a client who swims her dog, um, but she actually just shared the story with me a couple months ago that she waited, um, she had wanted a dog her entire life, um, and she waited until she felt she was financially stable to do so. She did lots and lots of research over all these years of wanting a dog of what type she wanted, and she got herself a chocolate lab. And um, she shared that over since owning this chocolate lab, who is about nine months old, um, she has lost 40 pounds herself because she's getting out. She's walking the dog. They're going on activities each week. They find something new to do. Um, you can even walk your dog inside Mayfair Mall now. And there are multiple stores within Mayfair Mall that will allow you to even bring the dog in. One that I cringe at, and I would never take my 134-pound Great Dane puppy in, <laughs> is Crate and Barrel. I feel like I would own the entire store when he broke everything. Because they tend to make like martini glass pyramids and lots of fancy stuff. So I will not be taking him in there. But yes, um, there's plenty of things that you can do with your dog and activities. So dog parks, all sorts of things. Share with me, Nicole, when you work with families and you see these dogs come and go, what is the impact of pets in their world? You know, I think one of my favorite things is, you know, watching families over the years. You know, I have clients who I've known for over 20 years, and they're maybe on their third dog. You know, they go from a big dog to a little dog, and you see, you know, the husband was kind of a dog lover with that dog, but now they got this dog, and they're like a totally different person, you know? And sometimes doggy daycare is kind of like people feel weird, you know, like, oh, I'm taking my dog to daycare, and they come in, they're kind of quiet. And then as they build their relationship with their dog and they see firsthand that we love their dog too, you see them just totally change the way they walk in and the way that they connect with people. And you can just see their joy is different. And I think that's what people gravitate to in the dogs. And it just does not get old. Um, But I think that is just one of my most favorite things is seeing the people really kind of crack open, you know, that love for the dog just kind of cracks them open and they just really are different. So as you two work with families and we've talked about the health of a pet, let's talk about the health of an owner. Mm -hmm. What happens when the owner gets sick Mm -hmm. and um, how does that impact your world, the dog or the the pet's world? Um, Share with us what your experience has been with that. Um, Well, funny story is way back when um, Karen Ellen Becker actually Um, reached out to me and said hey Beck there's like a lot of people in the world that um, have dogs and may not have somebody to leave their dog to and it got me thinking and I'm still thinking and I still have a plan for that but um, since then I've had I actually have six clients I think if I have the number correct in my head without looking at my cheat sheet that have willed their dogs to me in the event that something happens to them because they're single owners with no family um, or a family that has no interest in taking on their dog, um, either because they're a little wild child or because they're just not pet people. Um, So I do have one client that is um, going through um, some medical treatments and 
um, she is very, very nervous about what will happen. And I told her the options and I told her, you know, that there are organizations that can help her out besides myself. Um, so it's sad to watch, but at the same time, being that source of information for her and um, being able to give her guidance that there are options and she doesn't need to worry, like that's one of the last things you have to worry about. We'll take care of things. Um, is It's also a great, you know, it's fun for me, not fun, but it provides me joy. Of providing that comfort yep. of knowing there is going to be a solution to this challenge. Mm-hmm. I know when we do estate planning conversations with our clients, um, they will often write in who gets the dog and they will um, segregate mm-hmm. some funds mm-hmm. to go to that person. Yeah. Um, we had a client who had a bird. And if you know anything mm-hmm. about birds, they live long. Mm-hmm. And um, these birds were this client's children. And um, she actually had to reach out to different organizations that would vet out the new owner yep. because it's such a unique pet. Yep. And um, so it's always interesting and heartwarming to hear that my families that I work with see their pets as family members and they actually write them into their estate plan. For sure. Um, Let's talk about doggy daycare because you said you've worked with families for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've seen people uh, face a medical challenge and get healthy or maybe not return. You know, do you yep. have a story you'd like to share and how you help those families? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, we can notice anything big or small, right? A move, a pregnancy mm-hmm. or something more serious like, you know, falling more seriously ill. Um, but I think it is just giving that family that sense of security that something can stay the same for their dog. So while home may look different and their routine may be different at home, they can still come to daycare once or twice a week or even have the flexibility to add additional days, you know, should they need to have their dog out of the house more often um, and just have something that remains normal for their pet. And that is always very rewarding to be there for the families that you get to know really well in their darkest hours right and yeah i mean we've we've seen it all we've seen clients pass away unfortunately and and been there for any conversations with you know their loved ones that are bringing the dog in um during those difficult times and then you know you see the wonderful recoveries where people do make a full recovery and you know be able to see them walk through your door again, bringing their dog. So, well, and what's neat, um, and a whole industry has grown out of that too, is there are different organizations that find uh, rehome a dog, yep. Yep. and they vet out those owners. They're not just opening up their doors saying pick out a puppy. You have to apply. They uh, go through the application process, and you're really vetted out. So you know yep. that they're really trying to match up a new dog to a new owner, and, um, which is great. So, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, again, my name is Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we have Becky Pease, which is part of the Aquatherapups, and Nicole Meyer, part of Central Bark. 
And we're having this great conversation for all the dog lovers out there, including some dog likers. We're going to talk a little bit on this last segment about the benefits of the human and animal relationship. And, you know, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, um, a lot of people want to own a pet and they just can't. Yeah. You know, what are the circumstances where you find people want a pet and they're not able to actually get a dog, a cat, or yep. a bird, or a bunny, or whatever it may be. Yep. So it could be a lot of things, from financial to their living situation. Um, it could be medical, um, where they're just unable to care for a pet anymore, or maybe they used to be able to, and now they can't. So we see a lot of circumstances where people just can no longer own a pet. Well, when you think about the, uh, a pet is a financial commitment, in oh, fact. for sure. Um, I've been on some uh, reels on my social media, and you'll see these great um, holiday celebrations where the child opens up a box and there's a dog and everybody is crying and uh, tears of joy. And I wonder how many people received a dog for a holiday gift this year, and um, they're not going to realize the financial commitment mm-hmm. as well as the time commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the time. And so when I see those reels, I'm like, oh. it's cringy to those of us in the industry sometimes. Yeah, because three months from now, the all the um, rescues, humane yes. societies will be filled. Yeah, they will be filled, and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. um, for the dog as well as the child. Um, oh yeah. So um, let's talk about ways people can get involved in pets and not own a pet. So you'll you'd love to be a dog owner, you just can't do it. Yep. So volunteering. Um, So many of the rescue groups are looking for volunteers. The humane societies all over southeastern Wisconsin are begging for volunteers. Maybe it's donating um, supplies. All the humane societies and rescue groups have wish lists. Um, So maybe donating some supplies. Um, Some of the supplies can even be purchased at like the dollar stores or five and below, things like that. Um, So you don't have to spend a fortune to make a little bit of an improvement at either the rescue groups or the humane societies. Well, and if anybody has watched the local channel six, there's a gal, Sarah, who is our marketing director here, who on Saturdays Mm -hmm. frequently has a dog or a cat or a, a pet um, on the news uh, segment, um, trying to find a new owner for that. Yes. So, yes. Um, all right. So now we're talking uh, pet therapy and different organizations. And even if we were to talk about Central Bark, in fact, I'm going to um, hone in on Nicole just for a moment. Central Bark, do you have any volunteers that work with you, or are they all trained staff as part of your organization? Yeah, so we take training staff quite seriously. So unfortunately, we do not have any volunteers at our locations. Um, But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that many of our employees don't actually own a dog. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a lot of younger, um, you know, people that just aren't quite settled in their life yet. You know, maybe they still live at home and are going to college part time. Um, So for them, they get to have that, you know, dog fix when they come to work. Um, so yeah, we really, it takes about three months of training before someone's really grasping what we all do, um, in our environment and and managing, you know, our level of safety with the dogs. Um, but we highly encourage, you know, even those, it's not a requirement to own a dog, to be able to work probably at either of our facilities. Um, just, just that love of animals for sure. 
Becky, do you, you don't? I'm sure you don't take volunteers as well. It's too um, technical. Yeah, so volunteers are hard for the day-to-day -day operations, but when we are at special events um, such as Pet Fest or if we're putting on a special event, we will ask for volunteers. Um, a lot of our clients always say, "Oh, I, this would be my dream job to to work at when I retire," um, or "I'd love to volunteer." Sometimes we'll kind of keep a list of those people, and we will reach out to them um, in instances where we need volunteers. So I'm going to share something. I have a daughter who lives in Houston mm -hmm. who has her own LLC dog walking business sure. and care. Um, so we totally get it. Um, when she started to go through that program, she actually became a certified dog walker. So it's a whole education Action. process. Yep. Um, and I bring that to light so people understand this is a true business. This is her mm -hmm. career choice. This yep. is not... Um, you know, a weekend or a hobby. Right. Um, but when we went down that route of getting the education, we discovered, you know, there's therapy dogs out there. Yeah. There's police dogs. There's military dogs. And that's a whole nother world. And you probably, just like I, see a ton of therapy, not a ton. We see numerous therapy dogs, whether you're at an airport, mm -hmm. a store, and as you mentioned at Mayfair Mall, you can now bring your dog to walk yep. um, the mall. You know, share with our listeners on how you interact with therapy dogs and yeah. can they still do daycare mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, the hydrotherapy, aquatherapy, if they're a, a service dog or a police dog or mm -hmm. give some insight into that. So I would say that any service dog, whether it be a therapy dog, a comfort dog, um, a military or police dog, um, that's their job. And when they come to um, have a swim session or maybe even go to daycare, things like that, that's kind of like their fun. That's their paycheck, right? They get to go out and do what they like doing. So we do see police dogs. Um, we see retired police dogs. We see them all. Um, and we see a ton of therapy dogs. Um, We've even partnered with one of the therapy uh, groups so that when our clients are asking, hey, I'd really love to be able to have my dog go to nursing homes and visit, we at least get them connected with the right people. Um, and so, um, and now there's a lot of groups that are even going to colleges during high stress times, exam time, um, end of semester, that move in, move out. Um, even my son's school has a dog on site at all times, so yes. Um, we do still see those dogs in our businesses, and we can still service them like we would any other dog. How about at the um, Central Bark? Do you see any therapy or comfort dogs there? Yeah, so we probably don't see quite as many as Becky. Um, we've had maybe just one over the years of like a true service dog, um, which took some serious communication between the owner to make sure that the commands and things that we use throughout the day would never interfere with his more serious job, right? Um, but we definitely have therapy dogs coming through our doors, absolutely. I think being in a daycare, you know, routine environment um, really helps them just be that well-rounded pet that it takes to do that kind of work. Um, so we, we absolutely have, you know, Bailey, of course, that comes to mind. You know, she's one of those golden retrievers, just truly the golden child. Um, so yeah, we absolutely do see them from time to time. So now you gals have been in the industry a long time, and um, I'm going to ask a general question. When you look at the dog names, because you brought up Bailey, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's a common name oh, for yeah. a dog name, 
Um, do you chuckle at, do, do the names ever fit the dog? Like where you look at the dog and go, that is totally a Percy Jackson. Um, our first dog was named because we rescued him and we kept the name. It was Biscuit. Oh. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm sure it was named yes. after the storybook, uh, the, yeah. the dog Biscuit. Um, share the most unusual name or the most common, or if you, if this will call out an owner, you don't have to yeah, go down that yeah. route, but, um, do the dogs match their names? A lot of times. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. there are some that are like, mm, not so much, but <laughs> you'll also have owners that start with one name and then change. Like I've had that a couple times. Um, but I know that when I was, um, <laughs> having my son I was kind of like a teacher I was like oh couldn't use that name that reminds me of this dog or that dog oh not using that name <laughs> so my name list for my human child was even changed because of dogs that I'd had in daycare um, but I think my current one of my current dogs Snooky, came from Maddock and um, she came with that name it's I would have loved to change it but it, she is named after the Jersey Shore. I was thinking that. <laughs> and the more I get to know her, I've only had her for six months-ish, um, the more that name fits her, more than you, I'll ever, like I could have ever imagined. So yes, Snooky is an unusual name, but it works because unusual is better. Yeah, yeah. So you have a, uh, Becky, you have a dog. Nicole, do you have a dog? Oh, I have three dogs. You have three dogs? I have Absolutely, two. Yep. You have yep. two dogs? Yep. Okay. Is um, one dog just as difficult as two is, or three dogs, or it's double the work with two? I don't think it's double the work. When you get to three, I think that is when I've had three dogs at one time, and I think two is my max from here on out. Um, but I know we know people that have seven, oh, eight, yeah. nine dogs, like people in the industry. I could never be yeah. like that but I, I there are plenty of people five for a yeah, short while <laughs> then four for a little bit longer and then once you had the kids then I was like yeah three three is my number I have two bigs and a little and all right that's just how I roll I I love it my husband takes a little more convincing or forcing maybe but um three three is fun I hope everybody enjoyed the show today if you want to reach out to Becky Pease and she is connected to the organization Aqua Therapops she can be reached at 262-788-5201. And Nicole Meyer, part of the Central Bark Organization, give her a call at 262-512-9663. Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 and on Sundays from 12 to 1. If you've enjoyed today's show and want to learn more about EIG and our upcoming events, please visit ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. I hope I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well.